Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, zero. Hey, Julie, we're back. It's April 20th. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We're talking about stopping the insanity with regards to the buyer's market. And you and I have been reading a lot of articles uh, online, um, most of which are basically saying we have a lack of homes that, you know, in order to meet demand, there'd have to be essentially 4.2 million new homes for sale. I mean, new construction, resale, doesn't matter what. And obviously there aren't going to be 4.2 million homes for sale um, all at once anytime soon. So we're looking at realistically a long-term quote-unquote housing shortage. Builders in some markets are catching up. We work with some of the top agents in Iowa of all places, and they, in that market, the builders are controlling 60% of the inventory. But really for the most, well, they have land and lots of cheap land and land and land and land. It's Iowa, you know? True. (laughs) But the moral of the story here is we are in uh, the early throes of what's going to be a long-term housing shortage uh, problem, crisis, whatever word you want to use. So the moral of the story for all of you is gravitate towards being listing agents as fast as you possibly can. And you have to do your part. So largely what we're doing here is not just ending the pain, but asking you to face reality. This is what's going on. And part of this is, I believe, from a coaching standpoint, uh, due to agents being afraid to have these conversations. Yeah. And we've been talking about this very topic on and off in different forms for a long period of time. But really, at the end of the day, you've got to get real clear in your head. There is no housing crash anywhere on the near horizon for all the reasons we've talked about in all of our previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Just go listen to it. Um, and there's no reason to believe that there's going to be any sort of uh, pivot away from it being a strong seller's market. And in some markets, an amazingly strong seller's market for some time to come. What's some time to come? Years. Three to five years. Uh, that's what most of the prognosticators are prognosticating. And Julie and I agree. And if you think about it just purely from a demographics perspective, the oldest baby, I'm sorry, the oldest millennial now is 40. So the oldest millennial being 40, that and generally speaking, people are in the throes of moving up in housing when they're in that age group. So these, the millennials of which there's more millennials than there are baby boomers are just about to really start buying houses um, in a huge volume because people generally speaking have their uh, peak earning somewhere between 45 and usually like 60. Um, and some people will say it's more, it's closer to like 50 to 60. But the reality of it is, is there's going to be lots of pressure in all and all price segments of the housing markets. The youngest uh, millennials are the ones that are looking for the first time homes, homes like homes that would have been, you know, even five or six years ago would have been a third of what they cost now in many normal metropolitan markets. Well, those are all being gobbled up by millennials who want to buy their first homes. And then following the millennials, you have another massive surge of humanity called Generation Z. So uh, you guys get the point. And if you're really putting your uh, mind to this, millennials and Z, uh, Generation Zs, they're going to be making, you know, they're going to be uh, replicating, right? They're going to be making babies. Just going to keep on happening. That's right. That's just going to keep on happening. <laughs> the people and it, factory will be demographically <laughs> pushing the housing industry year in and year out. I mean, this could last for a decade. A decade or more. Uh, so. what, what would stop it is the only thing that would uh, ever, the market has to have, an influx of new inventory, which 
there's no reason to and nothing to look at to think that that'll happen. There's no there's no real um, storm clouds on the horizon that would believe that would lead you to believe all of a sudden people are going to start putting their houses for sale. And some of you are going to say, well, Tim, what about the you know I, again we don't get on the weeds on this particular topic because we've talked about it in so many previous podcasts. But yes, the mortgage forbearances are coming to an end. But guess what, guys? Virtually all the people that are coming off forbearance are actually keeping their mortgages current. They're making their payments again. There's record equity in people's homes. The if we, I think it was one trillion dollars of equity yeah. in real estate. So there's no, even if in some markets, in some micro markets, you have a slowing of the um, appreciation or inflation, whichever one you want to um, claim that's happening in the housing market. It's probably a little bit of both. Even if they were to slow down, people still have tons and tons of equity, so they're not going to abandon their homes like they did in the housing crash. For those of you waiting in the shadows, hoping mm-hmm. that there's going to be a housing crash, it's not going to happen. And we said this a couple days ago, and it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. What if this is the bottom of the housing market for the rest of our lives? What it if could re- be. It, it could is. Be. My favorite one is, what about a black swan event? Well, um, what do you think 2020 was? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, people were like, what's going to happen? Or is there going to be a bunch of foreclosures? People are out of work. Yep. And, you know, that didn't happen. In fact, the opposite happened. So I don't think they need any more proof. We're, we're trying to get you guys to deal with reality and stop hoping that things are just going to swing the other way, both for you personally in terms of taking action. And we're going to talk about how to answer some questions your people may have, but also counseling your buyers who may be saying to you, I want to wait. I feel like I'm overpaying. What's this crazy appraisal business? I'm just not comfortable with this market. Well, they might get a lot more uncomfortable if they wait. Yeah, you're going to have clients that are going to, you know, we're going to wait for prices to drop or whatever. And just as we get, we gave you guys some sample and some suggested scripts for helping those people yesterday. So make sure you listen to yesterday's show. But I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who are going to wait too long and they're going to be lifetime tenants. I remember when Julie and I were selling real estate. Now this was back in the nineties. We had first time buyers that were in their late thirties and early forties. Um, and they had, most of them had said, well, they, you know, basically thought they could time the market houses kept on getting more and more expensive when they were younger, when they wanted to buy interest rates were too high. So they couldn't afford something and just the whole thing forced them out of the market, made them be tenants for three and four decades of their lives. A lot of people are going to be on that, um, essentially that path now, simply for the fact they're not willing to accept the fact that this is the, what the market has to give. Um, they better be accepting it. And by the way, that's true for all of you as well. Um, you can survive and thrive in this market. You can survive and thrive because of this market. You just have to learn the skill sets that are necessary to do so. And that definitely is gravitating all your best energies to becoming listing agents. You have to focus on what we're telling you when we say to become listing agents. If you're thinking you're going to make it being a buyer's agent, you already know if, you, if you're brand new in the real estate and the agents are telling you to be, uh, work with buyers primarily, there are a few markets in the country where you can still do that. But for the most part, that is going to be a waning business opportunity for all of you, simply for the fact that all the pressures are on the buyer side of the transaction, including eroding buyer side uh, commissions. So do the right thing and learn how to become a listing agent. We've made, Frankly, we've made it very easy for you. First of all, you got to start out by completing your real estate treasure map, and that's your 12-month personal and business uh, you know, plan. It's your fill-in-the-blank business plan, business life plan. If you want to have that for free, you can buy it on Amazon, but don't. Just get it from us for free. Just text the numbers 2021 
to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. And when you do, we'll text you back a link and you can download the real estate treasure map. You're also going to receive a copy of Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, which is Napoleon Hill's public domain uh, version of Think and Grow Rich with a lot of added real estate content. Just We wrote it exactly for you so you have the exact motivation and mindset improvements that you need. And then the treasure map is there to help you create your plan. So go ahead and text 2021 to 47372. Yes. Now, Obviously, you want to be a listing agent in this market, but that also leads you to sometimes having to help that listing client then turn around and buy something. So we're going to end this podcast series by making sure that you have all of the different options for how to help that person. And you're having real conversations where you're presenting, you know, A, B, C, D, and E, which is best for you. But before you present those things, make sure you're asking, you know, assuming that we can get this price for your house, what does that do to your plans? Because they might already have plans. So don't create an objection if there isn't one. You can skip this if they already have a plan. But if they don't, and I'm gonna give you all the different options, you might not use all of these in one conversation, but you need to be able to discuss this. And Tim, for our coaching members, I'm turning this into a PDF that they can use as a supplement to their pre-listing package, as a lead follow-up tool, et cetera. So let's say that you've done the script as we described for the past couple of podcasts. And let's say that your seller or your potential seller says the predictable, well, that'd be great, but where would I move to? In other words, I would list my house with you, but I don't know where I'm going to move. So here's your response. And again, this is a developing script, so you can you know polish it with me if you And like. coaching clients know that this will be in our normal script, uh, script section of the website. Yes. And uh, so Julie's just going to read this and, um, and then obviously coaching clients log in and get the finalized, edited, cleaned up version. Yes, that's right. So thus proving to you that we modernize our scripts quite regularly. Oh, yes, we okay? do. Which is important. All right. So uh, where would I go? Okay. So that's a great question. It's certainly on everybody's minds today. Let's look at a variety of options and see which might be the most comfortable for you. Now, yesterday we talked about the power of telling stories. So notice how I'm not making it about them. I'm describing other situations so that they can more freely think about it. A lot of people are buying first and then selling with super low interest rates and the likelihood of your home selling as soon as we get it on the market. Many people are just buying first, closing, and then selling the old home. Now remember, Tim, we have decades of the belief that nobody would want to do that. And low interest rates have changed all of that, as well as the speed in which you can sell your old house. And I, I will add this in there too. Again, you have got to be super careful that not you're not putting what would be your answer to their predicament um, you know, as your yes. priority. You have to ask them. You're going to be, you'll be shocked. A lot of people will have a plan B already in place. They might be more than willing to rent so they can take their time and decide what their next move is going to be. You might have people who maybe five years from now were thinking about you know, moving someplace in the mountains or by some lakeshore or whatever, and now they're going to advance their plans just because the money makes sense as far as the equity in their current home. So do not uh, pre-answer in your own mind with the, what's best for your clients. Ask them and get them various options. That's right. So some people are choosing to build and then sell. Building buys you time and you get a brand new house with nothing to repair. Next, I've had a few clients instruct me to get them the most for their home and then they plan to travel for six months to a year. One of them is actually trying out different vacation rentals in four different cities for the four quarters of the year. They're considering making a move, but they're being careful where they're going to go. And they're actually enjoying the adventure. We have, we have I think, four or five coaching clients I know about who also are doing this. Yep. Well, I had a so, coaching client who was um, cool. there in California. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing is they were helping the folks because there was not a lot of rental property for sale. 
So they actually went and had their assistant call all the local VRBOs to see how much they would discount the nightly rents if they ran for six months or 12 months. And so what they're doing is they're giving their perspective, and this is a coastal community, mm -hmm. you know, they're giving their prospective sellers a list of long-term uh, rentals that are basically on the beach or near the beach that they could be renting and just giving it to them. And these aren't officially properties for rent other than just through VRBO, but you know, it turns out- It's still out that, inventory though. Yeah, it's still inventory. And you, so this the point of this is there, these agents to be successful, you can't just flip on the MOS and just hope to find something. You're gonna have to go out and find your own inventory. Yes, and speaking of vacation rentals, some of, uh, remember this is you talking to your potential seller. Some of my clients are moving to their own vacation rental or to their own normal rental home so they have time to look around at their options. I'm hearing that so many times from the second and third market uh, agents that are prospecting. They're saying, well, I'm going to move into my rental home. <laughs> for sure. Okay, so a few people have cashed out and moved in with family for the time being. They liked the option of taking some time to look around. Two of my clients have cashed out and moved into luxury rental units until they decide what's next for them. I don't know how familiar a lot of residential agents are with luxury rental units, but there are some very nice uh, brand new properties that are easy to rent. Okay, another couple of clients have purchased homes to rehab so they can take advantage of higher prices and make even more money during this unprecedented time. So that's the lather, rinse, repeat option. And either way, everyone seems to wait, want to take advantage of their increased values. So what are you thinking as I tell you all of this? What does this do to your plans? Right. And then ask them and you know help them to come up with a creative solution. The, the day of being able to go from one house to another, there'll still be obviously plenty of that, but it's going to be harder to come by. So Julie, if you and I had to move right now, which, which option Gosh. would you choose? Well, I'd probably go to the vacation house in North Carolina. <laughs> but, you, well, know. from here, if we didn't um, want, if we didn't want to. I don't know. You tell me. Go and contract on something new, and then basically, yeah. and wait for that to be done, and then move once. Uh, That's the yes. move. Okay. New construction is definitely the move. Now, here's another option for a crafty agent that can swing this: get something yourself in contract, new construction wise. Mm -hmm. Make that a vacant rental, put people in that as they need it, and constantly have a new house under construction, especially if you can ride the market up, and then when all of the dust settles, then you sell for a higher price. Well, also- That's speculative, not for everybody, but it is a play. Sure. Well, that's a great idea, too. And you could just basically go from- well, the folks in Iowa is just telling you about that's what they've been doing a lot yeah smart. they start a new subdivision with their builder and then basically they'll put the first six houses in contract yeah. and those f first six houses will be um, getting the you know neighborhood kicked off they'll then allow the builder to rent back one of them as the model maybe two as the model then they'll speculate on the other three yeah, and the builders love that because it helps with their uh, construction loans because totally. they have to sell a certain number of units to get the next phase released well I also I had another coaching client who they are um, outside of New York. They're in New York State. But because the market is so much in a buyer's market in Manhattan, mm -hmm. they had coaching clients that, I'm sorry, coaching clients. They had real estate clients that were selling out of their, you know, more urban or uh, more suburban neighborhoods and they were moving to Manhattan and renting. So they're renting these. there's more to choose from, right? And yeah. probably better deals. And these places that they're renting were worth millions and millions of dollars, you know, had they sold. And so they're able to live this sort of Upper East Side lifestyle without actually having to pay all the exorbitant fees that they otherwise would have. So it's Isn't kind of a cool deal. That's like a temporary reverse migration, you know? Yeah. Well, the other thing, you know, so. you talked about the whole RV thing. That's kind of an yeah. interesting phenomenon, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of this stuff. It's yeah, just but people have to be creative. That's the thing. You yeah. have to be versatile. You have to be creative. You have to break your dependency on the MLS. 
think out of the box and be of service to your clients because not doing this, I think is contributing to lack of inventory. And I really think it's kind of malpractice to not be talking to your people, letting them know the value of their home and what their options are. So again, go get into their heads a little bit and find out. So you want to sell this house and you are moving to where? Okay. So where would you be moving after that? So maybe what we do is we can actually put you into the after that type house and you can skip a step. And maybe the after that house is going to be something where there's not going to be so much competition. Absolutely. Okay. So homework, identify and prioritize every expired and for sale by owner and speak with a hundred percent of them using the script that we've laid out over the past four podcasts for you. These are people who already have their hand up self-identifying that they wish to sell. Next homework, set a goal and execute speaking to 100% of your database using the script over the next 90 days or less. If you have, for example, 200 people on your list, you can contact all of them when you achieve 10 contacts daily. Now, if that's too much, make it five contacts daily and you'll get through your entire list in 60 days. Watch what happens to your listing inventory. Be proactive and become the listing agent. The listing agent always wins. Always, always. And and by the way, as a listing agent, all of you guys should have the primary objective of making sure, you know, if you want to create more listings, furiously fast lead follow-up, do the other things that we talk about. Make sure you're always going to be uh, calling all those leads back. The agents that are going to make a fortune in this market are the ones to, that that know for a fact that they have to count on their, set, their own skill set primarily. So when you have a listing, your objective should be to gather as many leads from that listing as possible. And I'll tell you one of the best systems ever created on the, you know, in the history of real estate is called 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. And for the you know next few minutes, I want to talk with you guys about how to implement that in your business and how critically important it is. So write this down, go to this website, it's called 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. First of all, it's not expensive and this is how it works. And I want you, and it's interesting, Julie, the people have really gotten away from using IVRs. And, it, and they're, they're getting to two things that are too complicated and less yeah. effective at generating like leads. Like QR codes and right. double opt-in pages. Exactly. And, and, you know, I have to, this drives me crazy. Because the market's so hot, some agents are not even using a sign. I know. Which is just crazy. Yep. Because your sign is something that, A, is expected, and B, is like attracting bees to honey. That's, you know, that's the form of advertising you've got to take advantage of. Now, let's say you don't have any listings. You can still use what we're about to share with you guys yes. to generate endless buyer leads. But remember, and here's really what hopefully you're getting from all this, use our script. And when you're calling those buyer leads back furiously, furiously fast lead follow-up wins the game, right? When you're calling them back, use our script and always pull out those who have houses to sell. By the way, again, more than half of them will have houses to sell, depending on what the price point is. It might be all of them. If you're dealing in upper end price ranges, you can be guaranteed that every single one of those prospective buyers is also a seller laying in wait for you to ask if they have a house to sell. Yeah, so there's a mindset check. I don't want to glaze over that, right? So why do agents get lazy and either they don't hot rod their sign with things like 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE or they don't use a sign at all? Because in the agent's brain, they're saying, well, selling this is not going to be a problem. Why am I going to bother? That's problem number one. Although that's true, it's probably going to sell. You're missing the point. Number two is you're missing, you, they'll say to themselves, well, gosh, I, you know, I don't want my phone to ring with more buyer leads. I'm already up to my eyeballs and buyers. To your point, which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling? They are listing leads in buyer leads clothing. That's right. And a lot of them are sellers that are thinking about putting their houses for sale in the next 60 to 90 days or less that are just checking pricing. So 800homehotline.com, how does it work? On your signs, put a rider at the top of your sign. Do not put a rider 
for you know a home warranty or anything else other than what I'm about to tell you because this really truly works. The writer will say for free, 24-hour recorded info on this home, and then you get your own. It's an 888 number or it's a toll-free number, so you'll get your own number. It'll be you know one eight hundred you know five 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 one two one two, and then each of your listings has its own extension. It's it's as simple as I just said. Don't your minds want to overly complicate it, but it's not. And so what happens is, let's say, for example, you put a sign in the yard. Now, we already know statistically that the best, most motivated people in general are driving neighborhoods on the weekends looking for listings that will be a good match, especially because they know a lot of times agents are putting signs in yards before they're in the MLS. So the most motivated buyers, many of which will be sellers, are driving these neighborhoods looking for these signs. And you need to make it so they can get urgent, immediate information. So, that, you know, you have Bob and Susie who pull in front of your uh, brand new listing or a listing of an agent that you know, and the agent doesn't care if you put this rider on their signs because a lot of listing agents won't care that you're pulling buyer leads, remember, because they're not going to be crafty enough to realize that half of them at least are going to be sellers. So they're going to pull in front of your sign. And Susie's going to say to Bob, hey, Bob, let's call and see what the deal with this, uh, the price of this one is. It's not on Realtor.com. You know, it's not on Zillow. So it's obviously a new listing. Let's call it. Maybe you even have a, a writer on the sign that says new listing. So then she's going to call or you're, he's going to call, you know, call the number, ring, ring. And then they're going to hear your voice. You know, hey, this is Tim and Julie uh, Harris. Thank you for calling about 123 Elm Street. It's a lovely three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home, priced in the mid-300s, whatever, whatever. To hear the current price of this house, press zero now. And then there, what's going to happen is most of them don't press zero, but and you know, so he'll he or she will hang up the phone, and then here's where the magic happens. You will then get texted, emailed. You'll be communicated with by the system the second they actually hit the extension number. So every listing will have its own extension. Like 123 Elm Street is extension 700. 123 you know, Oak Street is extension 7100. That's how Julie and I did it, actually. All of our listings were a, a, a 700 series number. That way, when we saw it come up, we knew it exactly what it was. It was a prospective buyer, but it was really usually a seller just checking pricing. All right, so you call them back, and here's what happens. So they hung up, the, hang up the phone. They're still sitting in the car. They're just slowly pulling away from the front of the, uh, the house. And then you call them back. Ring, ring, hello. Hi, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. As a courtesy, when people call our header number, we like to give them a quick call back to see if any questions about the home they called about. Now, I have not said that professionally <laughs> in years, but I have memorized it because we made so much money off that. It's not even funny. Yes. Because we would get, this is back in the day of pagers, which many of you don't know what that is, but we'd get paged the phone number of whoever just called. Now and, you'll get a text. and then Right. And then we'd call them right back. And then I'll tell you exactly what the experience mm -hmm. is. It's a disbelief that a human is actually calling. Are you real? Especially nowadays, right? Yeah. They'll say, are you real? You know, or they'll, they'll, they just won't say anything for a second. It's just an awkward silence. Mm -hmm. and you, and, but here's what we did. We baited the recording with a price range, not a price. So they're going to be asking for the price, and they're also going to be asking if it's still for sale. One of those two things. You don't want to give them all the information in the recording because then they won't have a reason to want to talk to you. Yes. So they're going to say, what's the current price on the house? Is the house still available? And you're going to say, let me check to make sure the status of the house is that it's still active, and I'll get you the price. And then say this, oh, by the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? When you call them back, and you call them back urgently, and let's say they are prospective sellers. Think of the experience that prospective seller just had with you. 
You called back within like 30 seconds or less of them inquiring about information on a house. By the way, does that ever happen in the history of real estate? It does with top producing agents. That's with their coaching clients. Right. The rest of you just sit on these leads. You don't do anything with them. So the agent calls back urgently. That's definitely going to be in the plus category as far as that seller thinking about prospective listing agents. Then they're going to see how your system worked. It's very simple and elegant. Simple and elegant always beats complicated and, you know, overly analytical. Mm -hmm. They're going to hear the recording on the house. We're not offering to send them a text of pictures. We're not offering to send them anything like that. Just straight up audio voice. This is what it is. Listen to it. The the description, your audio recording does not have to be that long. And then you're also impressing upon them that when you call back urgently, you're showing them that unlike any other realtor they've ever come in contact with, you do go to the you know the church of furiously fast lead follow-up and then you're jumping right to before you've then said i'm going to check to see if it's still available and what the current price is and then you're moving immediately towards whether they're a seller or lead or not you guys get the difference yeah and you know what this works extra good in today's market For because sure. remember that that caller presented as a buyer lead and so they are sick of getting blown off by agents never getting called back and when they're sitting in front of the house a lot of times when they're you know, trying to look it up on Zillow or Google it, it hasn't been activated yet, or they can't find it, they don't have the right address, whatever, okay? And, and if you think that it's okay to only have your office phone number and somehow that's going to take care of it, they're gonna keep on driving, they're gonna hit the office voicemail, they're not gonna get what they want. So when you call immediately back, you have basically taken their listing because you're the only one who's been available to them. Yeah, and, and that's it, just you're leaving these, you're leaving a long trail of somebody who is actually urgent, trying to take care of getting that house sold. You've convinced that perspective, you know, the, the buyer that is, you know, appearing as a buyer, but also probably has a house to sell. You're showing them the difference between how you do business and how everyone else does business. You're showing them furiously fastly involved. You're showing them you're trying to get the property sold. You're showing them that you're, you know, professional. Well, you're in front of them when they have their question. You know, that's huge. If you guys sit on your leads, I mean, a lot of agents aren't even calling buyer leads back. But if you sit on them and you call a week later, they may not even remember what house they were calling on and the house also might be already in contract. So you can't be doing that. And and you said sometimes they will do the zero transfer instead of just hanging up. And those are even more golden leads because they are urgently trying to get a hold of you. And when you actually answer your phone, because your phone will actually ring with a zero transfer, they are shocked and amazed. And you have just bonded with them because and you're there when they need you. I'll tell you when you get the greatest um, number of calls into your 800 home hotline system, it's during off hours and most real estate offices are closed. Yeah. You're going to get the calls in the morning when people are driving to work, You know, assuming they're still driving to work and not working at home. And you're going to get them when they're coming home from work and same answer as well. So you're going to be getting uh, calls from people calling the 800 number, trying to find out about the new listing when your competition is not working. And you're also obviously going to get a lot of calls on the weekends. And right when you put the sign in the yard, you're going to get a lot of calls right after the sign. And those especially typically are people in the neighborhood or who are thinking about selling. Yeah, the, the, calls, the, price. the calls you get first are all neighbors who are checking in the price. And that's the reason Julie and I wrote our scripts to pull out uh, the prospective seller leads. You know, just think about what we said. You call them back. Hey, you know, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty as a courtesy when people call and don't change the script. Don't do it your way. Your way sucks. Our way has been proven to work in all price ranges in all markets. Hi, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. As a courtesy, when people call our 800 number, we'd like to give them a quick call back to see if they have any questions about the home they called about. Right? That's it. And then they're going to say price or they're going to say anything like that. Still available? Let me check on that one to make sure it's still available. Then hit them immediately with the question. 
by the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Now, they're going to answer your question for two reasons. One, because they want the information on the house, right? Mm -hmm. You've not given them um, the information on the house. And two, because they weren't expecting you to ask the question about the house that they have to sell. They would never in a billion years have thought you would have asked that question right at the top when you're calling them back. And most agents aren't skilled enough or trained enough to even ever think of asking that question. What most agents will do is they're going to bond with the buyer. They're going to talk about dogs and or, kids. Or worse and, than that, because the buyer's going to say, what's the price? And the agent's going to say, you know, two eighty nine nine, and click. And I'm a, either a 500s buyer or I'm a 150 buyer. And I'm going to go, oh, not for me, bye. Yep, that's it. And that's what most, that, that's lack of lack of skills, sales skills. But if all of a sudden, and the other thing that is really just, it's just gross. All this training that's out there teaching you that the way you work with buyers is you fault, you fake friend them. You try to find commonalities. You're talking about dogs and kids and whatever. They they don't want to talk with you about all that stuff. Especially now. They, they just want to buy a damn house. Yeah. And so this you know technique, and then maybe eventually someday after you've weaseled your way into their hearts enough, they might consider listing their house with you. Why don't you just be a professional and give the clients what they want and give them furiously fast lead follow-up and go right to what their problems are so you can help them find a solution? <laughs> Isn't that your job? Well, here's a newsflash. When you do that, they will bond to you. Yeah, exactly. Okay? And they're going to do it a lot faster because you've actually been of service to them. Oh, Julie, this is this, this is not my style. It's too Ugh, direct. I this know. is too direct. This is You guys are just too aggressive for me. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Do it your way. Keep on banging your head into the wall with yeah. all of your buyer leads. What you've got to realize is the, the nature of how people want to do business with other people, not just real estate people, it's completely changed. The manner in which people expect to be served is not the same way as it was even 36 months ago. People want everything furiously fast. We are all incredibly spoiled. Thank you, Amazon, right? <laughs> We're all incredibly spoiled. Thank you, Google. You know, just you can Google your answer, your question for anything and get it answered in, you know, technicolor just within milliseconds. That's incredible. So if you think that people's expectation is for them to go through this long, drawn out, getting to know your process when they're choosing a realtor, that is going to put you at a competitive disadvantage because you're not meeting the market where it's at. And remember, we just told you the greatest populations of people who are buying and selling the demographic you know, tsunamis that are hitting the beachheads now are for the millennials followed by Generation Z. Now, if you're only working, let's say, for example, the oldest generation of the baby boomers, you're fine doing it your way. Right. If you're in certain areas of the country where it's you know saturated with people, say, 60 and older, they definitely want to go slower, definitely want to have more bondy traditional relationship. But for the rest of humanity, trust me when I tell you, they do not want to be friends with you or get to know you until you've shown them what they what you can do for them. You are putting things uh, backwards. Do not try to bond with them and then show them what you can do for them. Show them what you can do with them. And then once they're pleased and satisfied that you can be the person to help them solve the problem, then they'll probably want to be friends with you. That's the way it should work. Yeah, responsiveness is huge. You know, when you read other companies' reviews and service providers' reviews, the best reviews almost always say, so-and-so is so responsive. Right. You know, and the worst ones, if you see when people complain, they're like, I left 14 voicemails and texted and nobody ever called me back. This is a terrible company. So watch that because I think you're right. The society definitely, with some exceptions, you know, as you said, but most people want instant gratification. And right now, you know, pretty much the whole market knows that if they don't find out about that house now, they don't get their questions answered now, 
they're probably not going to, and they'll just keep moving on. How many agents have we had message us and tell us that they have open houses where they have hundreds of people waiting yeah. out and, you know, for the 11 o'clock opening? Like it's the new James Bond movie that should have come out already, right? <laughs> the new iPhone's coming out exactly. of the house. Exactly. <laughs> people are like, you know, in a line. Sure. That's how it is with a lot of this. Okay, what if you were sure. to put an 800-home hotline rider on? If you I have know. 100 people waiting, maybe, yeah. you know, 50, you're going to have probably 200 and 300 leads for free, of which many yeah. of – oh, my gosh, yes, you are going to be busy. Well, let's say You're, only 20 of them have a house to sell. Right, exactly. You guys get the point here? You understand where Julie and I are coming from with our business approach? Do you see how what we're telling you to do is proactive, not passive? Do you see how everything starts and ends with being a listing agent? This is your way forward, especially in this market. Take it seriously. If you've not downloaded your 2021 business plan yet, just text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. If you're listening to this sometime in the future, say next year, I'll give you a little hint. The code is going to be 2022 to 47372. <laughs> we're going to change it every year. We bought the codes for the next five years, so we're good. But for now, text 2021 to 47372, and we'll text you back a link so that you can then download the real estate treasure map. And you're also going to get a call from someone from our office and offer you a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. Again, we're meeting the market where it's at, and we know that you guys need urgent help, and that's what we're doing. And also remember, if you're ready to join EXP and you're looking for the right sponsor, Julie and I would love to be your sponsor at EXP. Just text me directly at 512-758-0206. Don't call and see if I actually answer because I won't. It's going to go to my voicemail, but do text. 512-758-0206. If you're ready to join EXP and you're looking for the right sponsor, um, give us a shot. I think after you've spoken with us, you'll agree that that's probably your best way forward. And definitely, guys, seriously take EXP or take EXP as seriously as you possibly can because for many of you, it's going to make an enormous difference in your lives in the you know next two to five years. If for no other reason, you're going to keep more of the money that you're earning. And you're going to earn uh, equity in the company through the you know, the uh, stock program, and many of you will also build revenue share as well. So if you're ready to join EXP and you're looking for the right sponsor, text Julie and I directly, 512-758-0206. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys as no, we're around the Be proactive. Bed? You can't be lazy in this market. It will pass you by. You've got to take all, you know, we gave you four podcasts dedicated to this. You've got to do the script. You've got to do, you know, the homework that we gave you. Talk to your database because if you don't, you can't get really mad if somebody else lists them. And go to 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM yes. to sign up for that service. It's like $35 a month. I, I think. And by the way, the scripts are included. Yep, the scripts are included. 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. And uh, definitely consider uh, signing up for the program. Even if you don't have any listings, if you're a brand new agent, go and ask listing agents if you can essentially, you know, help the seller out and, um, you know, comb through all the buyer leads and then you stick the rider on their sign or maybe you have a corrugated, uh, you know, plastic sign that says exactly what the 800 home hotline tells you to say on the rider. And then you can start with permission of the listing agents. You can start gleaning buyer leads right out of that other listing agents. Hey, by the way, isn't that what Zillow and Realtor.com does? Yeah. And, you know, don't you <laughs> think that's providing value to a for sale by owner who asked you, well, what are you going to do differently than what I know how to do? Yeah. I mean, exactly. You could go and offer the same thing to a FISBO, to an old expired. It's a killer listing tool. All this stuff is on 800homehotline.com, 1-800homehotline.com. Go check it out. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. And we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. 
remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>